0: Cold calling as we practice it today was first documented in 1873 by a guy named John Patterson. He coined the term face-to-face canvassing. I interpreted this as turning up to someone's place of business to try and sell them. Selling is defined as proactively meeting with strangers, convincing them to change part of, if not all of how they operate their business, and that the acquisition of your product or service Will help them recognize value in some way, shape, or form. An example of this: one of my business heroes, Bill McDermott. He wrote in his book "Winter's Dream," which I read. He's the former CEO of SAP, which acquired my company. He's the current CEO of ServiceNow. His first sales job right out of university was selling Xerox machines. He worked at a big building downtown New York. And he had 50 to 100 companies that he could sell his Xeroxes to in the surrounding few miles. So he would just walk up to the buildings, give product demos in the lobbies, show up directly to the offices and say, if you buy my Xerox printer, it's going to save you time and you're going to be able to print more. That's an example of selling. Selling fundamentally has not changed much in the last 100 years, besides the technologies that we now have to sell more effectively. And if you watch until the end of today's video, I'm going to provide my three predictions of the future of cold calling and selling. But if we think about what has changed over the last 100 years, it's the buying process, the access to information buyers have the noise they now have to deal with. As we think about the access to information before the internet, when you're selling a Xerox machine, if a prospect needs to print, they probably think Xerox because that's the category creator. That's how I do a printer. They don't go on Gartner, The Magic Quadrant or Forrester and say, okay, well, what are the other options when it comes to printers? Can I get a printer shipped in from internationally? Can I even go shop there? Prospects have access to information, meaning they have more choices than ever, and they now know more about those choices. So as we think about used car sales, that's why there's a stigma around used car salesmen, because they would be pushy, they would try and force their agenda, and they would try and withhold information that you otherwise would never know. Now you can just go on Credit Karma or these different websites, and you know more about the car that you might be looking to purchase than that salesperson does. You have access to information. And then if you think about access to noise, I read this data point, Seth Godin in one of his books, an average executive B2B decision maker gets over 3,000 impressions per day of people reaching out to them of, of different advertisements. And it's mind boggling to think about this, all day they're being braided. And when I make my cold calls using this headset right here, sometimes they'll say, yeah, you're the seventh call I've gotten today. So there's more noise than ever, there's more competition, there's more options. So how do you get the attention of your prospect? And one of the most effective ways to do that is by cold calling. Cold calling is not actual selling to me. Selling as we defined it, practically meeting strangers, convincing them to change part of the way they do business, if not all of it, and then that they need to acquire your product. To me, cold calling is identifying who is your target company that can benefit from your product, service, or solution. And when we think about service-based businesses, like a tanning salon or, Um, a place that does your hair, those are, or insurance, those are transactional sales and you should call millions of consumers. Whereas what I'm selling in B2B software, I am selling solutions that cost upwards of 15 to $100,000 a year. So when I identify who to cold call, I'm very meticulous with what companies are my ideal buyer persona. What industries do I like to sell to that most benefit from my solution, financial services, high tech, manufacturing, professional services. Those are the industries that benefit most. So what are the best companies in those industries within the my book of business? Okay, let me look at the companies by revenue, by employee count, by potential funding. Is there some sort of company news that they just do an acquisition? Do they have all this new money? What companies do I reach out to? And then within those companies, who do they employ that specifically is tasked and I know has problems that my solution will help solve? So I call the HR buyer. I know that they care about employee retention, attracting talent, retaining them. So I understand that the companies I'm reaching out to, I understand the ideal customer profile I'm reaching out to. When I'm cold calling them, I am not trying to sell them on the phone. I am trying to understand, and I'm trying to give them enough value so that they are interested enough and willing to take time out of their busy day to hear me out for 30 minutes. If you think about the executive that you're calling, they probably make more money than you. I've been on calls with executives at banks that publicly it says they make over a million dollars a year. Think about that, their time is important. Your time is also important. They are worried about getting the reports done. They're worried about leaving early for their children's choir concert. They're worried about what they're gonna eat for dinner. They're worried about the thousand other emails they have. So think about this in the context of how do you get their attention? And then how do you convince them to part ways with 30 minutes of their time? You are not trying to sell them your product, you are trying to sell time. That is what you're trying to sell. So if we get back to the very premise of face-to-face canvassing, you can either show up to a person's place of business directly, much higher touch, they can't ignore you. You are right there. When you're humans, when we're together, there's just this connection and energy that cannot be replicated in a virtual setting over the phone or video conferencing. So I think if you are selling enterprise solutions, It is important to be in person and not just smile and dial. Whereas if you're selling lower ticket items or more transactional items, I think cold calling is the most effective approach because you could spend time with one or two customers per day. you got to travel around or maybe you already have previous communications. You can spend a lot of time with them. Whereas with cold calling, I can sit at my desk at my house and I can call 50 different companies in one day. And that plays into our predictions of the future. Prediction number one of the future of cold calling is that automation and AI will allow reps to make a thousand calls a day. Currently as an outbound rep, I have all the tools at my disposal to be efficient. I have Salesforce, I have Outreach, I have Zoom Info, I have LinkedIn Sales Navigator. I have all the tools I need to find prospects and reach out to them. The limitation I have is that in Outreach, I can press dial, but I need to find prospects and I need to press dial. And and what I'm starting to see emerge is auto dialers. And I actually know a founder who has built a bot that you can pre-program I'm looking for XYZ buyer persona and it can go scrub LinkedIn Navigator and actually prospect for you. And now we have auto dialers that can call for you. So one prediction I have is that tools will emerge that allow, that automatically find hundreds of prospects instantly and the auto dialer automatically can call Dozens of them at one point and then feed right into your ear. So you can make thousands of dials in one day. Next, trend number two to combat that trend is I believe that there will be solutions that allow the decision makers and, and, and executive buyers to actually block code calls. And this potentially is problematic because if you think about email opt outs, you send the emails and the prospect can opt out of your email communications and you effectively cannot email them anymore. I think that this is gonna be the same for cold calling. There's gonna be a way for them to opt out of receiving calls from you. And especially with the company phone, with the cell phone, that that's a little tricky. That's a little dicey. So that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. But what I think the very least and what I've started to see is their screeners. So when I call, it, it, it automatically answers, but it says, um, who are you and what do you want? It, it doesn't send me right to voicemail, but it basically says the purpose of your call and you record a mini message and then it gives them that message. So it doesn't even allow them to really answer and you must leave some sort of screening message. And I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I know that that exists. It's problematic for, for you and I people cold calling and I, I, I absolutely see more of that in the future as there continues to be more noise out there. The third and final trend I see is that the emergence of initial video prospecting communications it is, is gonna be more commonplace. And what I mean by this is not using a Vidyard and recording a 30-second clip and sending it via email, because that's already prevalent today. But as you think about FaceTiming, I think that, that, I think that video communication is more intimate than just audio communication. So if you're on a Zoom call and you're not, you don't have your video on, it's gonna be harder to sell because sitting there smiling to your prospect, that's gonna that's going to automatically lighten them up. So you wanna have that face-to-face. I think in the form of prospecting, as we move more towards work from home, being able to contact people directly on their direct cell phones, I, I don't wanna say necessarily FaceTime prospects directly, but I think that that's where we're headed. I don't know if it's an app, I don't know how we would do it, but I believe the video first touch cold will become more prominent over time. And I think that that will be a way to personalize the approach and make it more effective so that you can sell time. Because ultimately, as we think about cold calling, 90% of the time they're not going to answer. And then when they do answer, you're only going to set the meeting 15% of the time. So think about this. Would you purchase a car that only turns on 10% of the time? Cold calling is actually incredibly inefficient today. And I believe we need to make it more efficient going forward so that companies can become more profitable, can raise their valuations, can make more money. And then we as sellers can have a better lifestyle as well, because we're being more successful, we're selling more, we're making more money. That is the disturbing history of cold calling and my three predictions for the future. If you enjoyed today's video, smash the like button now, comment down below, what are your predictions for the future when it comes to prospecting, cold calling, and really all things sales. Our goal is 20,000 subscribers by December, so subscribe now, share this video with a friend. I'll talk to you in the next video. Happy pipeline, happy life.